0: Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am really excited to bring you a little special series. So this isn't normally the day we go live. It is a Thursday. Yesterday, you heard an amazing interview. Next Wednesday, you will hear another amazing interview. But for four days in a row, or maybe all at once, if you get this a little later, we're going to talk summer. All right? Because I find that transitions are can always feel the hardest out of all the things we do. And this transition from the school year, which generally gets pretty crazy at this time of year. I'm going to put a really funny video in the show notes, so make sure to go check that out that my friend sent me. It's hysterical. This time of year just gets so crazy. And then all of a sudden, the kids are home. So it's like we we feel like we have this month before everyone's out of school, and some of you might be thinking a month, like the kids are out of school tomorrow, or I already have them out of school. Here in New England, we don't get out of school until the second and third week of June. I know down south, you guys might even be out already. So wherever you are, maybe you're on the other side of the craziness, but it's always a little bit crazy at the end of the school year. And then all of a sudden we have kids. And if we're balancing that with work and taking care of ourselves, and then sometimes there's a lot of camps going down in the summer, or maybe we've decided to switch up and take some time off, whatever it is, it always takes a minute for me at least, and a lot of the people who I talk to to just ease into summer. And sometimes it takes us a lot longer than maybe we want it to or that we need it to. So these four days are really going to be about how to use the flow planning method to really make this transition just easier and just make your whole summer feel so great. So the reason that I'm releasing it today is because today is my birthday, or at least the day this is going live is my birthday. And... I am so excited. I love giving presents on my birthday. So if you're listening to this on my birthday, you're going to have to go check out Instagram because there are some giveaways going to be happening today um, in my regular feed. And then if you want to check out and if you're hearing this after the fact, hopefully I will have made it a little one of those little stories at the top of my Instagram, but I created this amazing day for myself. Unlike anything I've ever done, I'm basically throwing myself a birthday party. Um, In a really special way though, I feel like I'm a 10 year old and I'm going to be sharing moments from that throughout the day. So stay tuned. If you're interested in that, you can hear all about it and I'm sure I will digest it all after the fact on an episode here in a couple of weeks. I just haven't had it yet, so I can't digest it yet. Okay, so because we're going to go through the whole flow planning process and with the idea of this transitioning into summer, today's focus is going to be food. So for anyone who's new here, the flow planning process, flow, stands for food, lifestyle, um, and work. And this is really for all of us moms who also have really meaningful work that we want to do in the world. And we don't want to have to choose constantly between our family, motherhood, and our work. And we certainly don't want to have to choose any of those things over our own wellness or the wellness of our kids. And I throw in a spiritual practice in there too. So we want to be able to have this really holistic life. And that just takes a little bit of planning. That's all it is. It's a little bit of time bending, a little bit of really visioning and understanding what you want. And so today we're going to look at what that looks like for summer in the food and wellness part. Okay. So I always start with just asking myself, what do I want from this time period? So what do I want from this summer? And for me, summer is a lot like the winter holidays, It comes with a lot of baggage around what it should look like. I have had summers where I wanted to honor a big work project. I've had other summers where I wanted to be home as much as possible, and others where I wanted to travel with the kids and see as many friends as possible. And what I found is that when I let it look different, it's just it feels so good, and that this change of season, even though... You might have everything already planned. Sometimes it's how we approach those plans and the you'll see that I'm going to talk about the little things that happen between those bigger plans. So if you're thinking, oh, but Mia, I've already planned my whole summer. I know that this kid is going to this camp this week, this week, this week, and this one's going to camp this week, this week, this week. I'm on our family vacation this time, and I'm visiting my in-laws this time. That's all fine. We, I know that we all have a lot of stuff in our calendar, but I think you can still do this work with all that in there. And then by the time you come to the end of summer, you're just going to feel so different. So as with any change of season, we always start with what is your core desire this summer? What is the way that you want to feel? Because when you know that, then your food, your lifestyle, your home and your work, they can reflect that desire. Does that make sense? So, uh, well, I'm just going to dive into what my season looks like. Okay. So as I said, I always start every season by figuring out how I want to feel before I figure out what anything looks like. And this season, I have decided I really want to feel reliable, which is kind of a funny word for me. (laughs) My words have been things like love and abundance and consistency, but somehow reliable came up as my word. And it means something slightly different in each of the four quadrants of my life. So for food and wellness, being reliable, and I'll go through this, what reliable means in each of these four episodes, but we're going to stick with food and wellness today. Being reliable really means asking myself how I can use this season to move my food goals forward. So thus, I have to look at the goal I've set for myself for this 90-day season And I also look at where food fits into my 10-year plan. And if you missed me speaking about your 10-year plan, there is a podcast episode on that, which we will link to in the show notes. And there's also some visual cues over on Instagram that you can see if you scroll through, you'll see the 10-year plan prompts and you can go through. It's a lot of, it's not a lot, but it is journaling and writing to really come up with that vision, which I know can be hard for us as busy moms. So personally, my 90-day food goal is a weight loss goal for the first time actually in a while, in nine years. I can tell you, I'm about to hit 44. so crazy, but that's what's happening. And I've noticed that my body is holding on to things in different ways, and I just need to figure out my next evolution and what that means. And it's funny, I'm doing this in a whole different way than I've ever done before because, If you guys know my story, this all started 10 years ago when I lost 85 pounds. This is a little different. This is like 20 pounds. Um, But I just, I feel like I can feel it. I can feel it in my clothes. I can feel it in my energy. And it's less about the weight, I think, and more about the energy. But the weight is an easy way for me to measure it. So my long-term goal around food and wellness is around eating really high vibration food that keeps my energy really even for the long haul and that I'm always creating things with ease. So there's, those are the two things that I'm thinking about as we move into summer and I want to make sure that my summer supports these goals that I'm trying to do. Like I don't want it to contradict it. So an example I'm going to give you first of how it would contradict it is if I have this goal, this weight loss goal, and I really want high vibration food. And I literally make this plan to go to barbecues every week and go on two trips where I have no control over what I'm eating because it's all included in the trip, right? So those two things don't go together. That's an example. So instead, I'm choosing little things that I can fit into my summer that are really going to help me feel that way. So the first thing that I'm focusing on is really eating as much farm to table as possible. And up until I really defined this, I actually hadn't signed up for a farm share this summer, which is very uncharacteristic of me, but I realized that that was something that I was doing for whatever reason. So I want to eat as much local as I can. I want all of us in my household to experiment with new veggies. Um, I never will forget the summer when I first had a farm share and we got this vegetable called kohlrabi. And maybe this will be one of the things I talk about over in Instagram this week. And I think this recipe is on our website actually. But I just remember getting this bulb in my Farm Share and I had no idea what to do with it. And now it is the main component of one of my favorite salads. So it's really fun sometimes to get these mysterious vegetables that we don't know what to do with and figure it out. And I find that fresh, anything can go into a salad, anything can go into the blender. You just kind of have to experiment and be willing to make mistakes. So right now, as I'm in this transition and not quite home with my kids, I've been looking at my calendar and just trying to get out, get, figure out, you know, if it makes sense to do the farm share or when the farmer's market is in my town. And so this year I did decide, as I shared with you, to do a farm share. Last year I decided to do farmer's markets because we were traveling like way more than felt worth it to miss a farm share. And so no matter what you choose, the thing that we do right now, the thing that's a really important step is to get the dates in the calendar. So if you have a farmer's market in your town on, say, Tuesdays, And you know that. That's like something that you know. But if it's not there, like wherever you look at what you're supposed to do today, whether it's on your phone or in your paper calendar, if you're not reminded that there's that farmer's market, it's really hard to just forget about it and be like, oh, shoot, it's two and it ended at 12. But if we get it in there now, it shows us that we're committed to getting our food for the week there, right? So so the idea right now is to pick your date. And other things that you might consider or I'm considering is looking up farmer's markets where um, I'm vacationing, right? So if I'm going somewhere, I'll look up you know, where there's a farm stand or where there's a farmer's market so that I know I can get that fresh produce other places. That's a pretty easy thing to Google these days. And then another thing I do when I'm thinking about how I can really integrate farm to table into my summer is I... Put on the calendar different days that we might go berry picking, or ask the farmer's market if they can bring me a flat of peaches, or ask the farm share for an extra box of tomatoes. And these are all things that I love getting a ton of and freezing forward for the winter. So that's another way that I really use the summer. And picking is so much fun to do with kids, even as they get older. And when they're younger, I just always recommend having, you know, another adult with you so that you can really get the picking done because sometimes it's like pick mouth, pick mouth, but you know. All right. Number two thing that I'm going to work on this summer is really getting back to a high raw diet, which, you know, my cookbook actually has a lot of raw recipes in it. I, a lot of my ideas for how I keep dairy and gluten out come from the raw food movement, but I definitely have a lot of like brown rice tortillas and rice crackers and rice and cook stuff. And I'm just going to really try to have as much raw as possible, which is also a way of helping me get grains out. And this is all because of my weight loss goal and energy goal. And if you you didn't tune in a couple of weeks ago. Marie Claire was on the show. We'll link to that in the show notes. She's an amazing raw food chef. And maybe a little over a year ago now, Eva Raposa was on the show, and she's another amazing raw food chef. And they share about all the benefits of eating this way and also some tips on how to make it easier. But summer is such a good time to do this. I think one of the ways that I stopped doing it was one winter. Um, And so for me, high raw really looks like creating a lot of amazing smoothies, being really innovative and unboring with my salads, yummy dips because they are making Great food for picnics. I love getting fancy with the dehydrator, which doesn't heat up the kitchen, and making like pizzas and crackers and breads. Mary Claire was making bagels. She explains bagels when she was on the podcast. So I'm going to figure that one out. I don't know everything, but I'm going to figure out a lot more. I feel like I get to go to the next level this summer. So this month, I'm doing a decluttering project. And I know it doesn't seem like that might relate to food, but it does because I'm finding all these books that I have because I, you know, studied being raw for a long time and I'm just rearranging things a little bit. So those books are what I see um, in my kitchen and it's what I'll grab when I'm meal planning and that way I can have lots of ideas. So that's the sort of action I'm taking around eating high raw this week. Um, And also tune in, if you're listening to this today, tune in because I did cook a whole raw lunch for my birthday. Okay. So the third thing I'm doing is I'm really going to cook with the kids, or I have a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old are my two oldest and then 10-year-old. And the two oldest ones, I really want to let them learn. And I actually got this idea from my oldest son last summer Um, because he broke his foot right at the end of the school year. And it totally took his summer for a change that he, you know, a somewhat unwelcome change. It was really hard. We didn't have, a, we don't have a lot of media in our house or we didn't until that moment as he was going into high school. Um, you know, he d- just didn't really have anything. And then all of a sudden he was going to high school. He was going to get it anyway. And we had this like media moment and he was bored and he was hurt, you know, and he was in a lot of pain and he couldn't walk. Anyway, to make a long story short, what happened eventually was we took away some of the technology and, in his boredom, he found cooking. It was the one thing that he could, you know, he could stand up with his weight on one foot and really teach himself how to cook. So the things he figured out weren't necessarily the things that, you know, Um, are um, high on my raw food diet, but he really got interested in it, which I think is so important. And he wanted to master the art of the perfect omelet. He wanted to try all the different veggies and spices in it. Um, So he did that a lot. Um, He wanted to learn what sandwiches French people enjoyed. So he looked up the idea of the panini and we don't have a panini press. So we figured out all these Innovative and somewhat dangerous ways to press them, but it was all okay. That's really what I learned. And so I just feel like the summer gives such an opportunity for them to just up that and really take responsibility for what they want to eat and what it takes to feed our family. And for littler ones, I just feel like summer gives us an opportunity to include them more. They can do so much, especially if you're not. Cooking the food, or every all veggies need to be washed. They can wash stuff, they can cut, um, they can make salad dressing, learn how to make salad dressing. Such a great thing. Some adults don't know how to make salad dressing and shake it in the jar. They can measure. Um, We can make popsicles and ice cream from scratch, which is a fun thing to learn how to make and makes both those things so much have so much less sugar in them. Super easy to do both those things with a little bit of Googling. and that way, it just really, really, really gives them the skill that I really do feel like only we can teach them. My my seventh grade daughter actually um, this year had to take cooking, and she's in um, she has moved from her old school to the public school, and so it's the very sort of traditional cooking home ec class and you know, they're not learning what you're, what we're wanting to teach our kids. That's just not the kind of food they're learning. It was actually really hard for her. She's the one who has celiac and, you know, she basically had to leave the room sometimes and it was really hard for her to learn. So home really gives an opportunity to learn how to cook healthy, vibrant food um, from scratch that is just a habit that is comes so in handy when our kids leave the house. Okay. So those are the three things that I'm focusing on with my food goal, which has to do with really longevity and this shorter-term weight loss goal. Okay, so now I want to give you five food and wellness tips to help you plan your summer. So my summer is centered around feeling reliable. You're going to have your own goals and how you want to feel for the summer. And so you need to you know, know what those are and wherever direction you're going, I'm going to give you these four tips that will help you find your food flow, okay? So the first one is you really have to know your why. You have to remember to start by figuring out how you want to feel and what that looks like to you. So that's like me being reliable and being reliable to my body and that I have this goal to lose some weight and that in 10 years, I really want to be full of energy. So your core goal and how you want to feel will really guide the rest of your plan and i alluded to some different ones before but i've had other summers where i really wanted to feel connected so it was more about finding people and then you know food had a different you know there was different things in it um there was another summer where i really wanted to travel and that had all different kinds of that was the summer i couldn't get a farm share right so each way that you want to feel will have different food ramifications and you'll have to make different plans so The first thing is know your why. The second is just make a plan for your meals and your snacks that support that. So I know that summer can cater to a healthy lifestyle, but it can also bring more gatherings, more barbecues, and certainly more ice cream stops. Do you know what I mean? Like all those small towns with those special ice cream stores. So somewhere along the line, many of us equated the fun with the food or the drink, Um, but I just want to put out there that perhaps this isn't true. Perhaps food and drink aren't what make it fun. And so the other part of that that is that willpower isn't fun either, which is why a meal plan is really my favorite tool. And the pretty much the cornerstone of everything I teach um, and coach on. It's really important to decide in advance what you want to eat to make you feel the way you want to feel because it's really hard to have to cultivate willpower in the moment and really unnecessary. So personally, I love the practice of meal planning for the whole family on Sundays and I do that all school all year long, and I actually prep a lot of the food. But if there is a time of year that can be disruptive to that pattern, it's definitely summer because a lot of times we might go away for the weekend, I don't know, or that we're in a different place and or you know a trip we get back on a Tuesday, so do the best that you can, but even when my planning slides over the summer. I always will do a plan for say, a whole trip, or I'll always make sure that I'm knowing what i'm gonna we're gonna eat the day in advance, so if you can't if you' you're finding like you're getting thrown off on Sundays, you may have to redefine when planning happens. Maybe it has to happen on Mondays in the summer, or maybe you have to do it on Thursdays for the next week so you don't have to worry on the weekend, or maybe you just really want to do that like make sure you know what you're eating the day before thing. Anything is fine okay it can really be specific or vague it doesn't have to be super detailed it just has to be a plan that supports how you want to feel so i'm um when i'm recording this which is not when this is going live i'm heading off on vacation in a different time zone so in my little notebook i've written a plan that supports The idea that I'm not sure, but but I'm not sure what I'll actually have access to. Does that make sense? So it outlines, for example, the hours that I want to eat. It tells me how much coffee I I want to have because I'm making this choice now that just because I'm tired in a different time zone doesn't mean I want to give myself permission to have six cups of coffee, even though I might wake up the second day and really want six cups of coffee. Does that make sense? And it enables me to access a different place to make that choice. Um, I haven't had alcohol in a couple of months. I'm actually headed off to my brother's wedding and I don't want to have it here. And I know that this will be one of the first times where I might want it more. Um, so I'm writing all this down so that I can acknowledge that I've made this choice and I don't have to utilize willpower. And for the meals, I've written down things like fruit for breakfast, even though I'm not sure what fruit they'll have at the hotel or that I can get from the grocery store. Um, Salad with protein. So I'm saying that I would like to have a salad for this lunch with some protein, but I'm not sure what that will be because I'm not exactly sure what they have. So does that make sense? So as I get more and more info, I can fill in the details, but I have a very clear framework. And... So that's what I would do when I'm traveling and I have to be vague. When I'm home, I write out a really detailed meal plan including snacks. Especially when I'm in a phase right now where my goal is really specific and measured, um I really want to have that down. Um at times when I'm really trying to focus on my kids getting a balanced diet or, you know, I really have noticed that we're getting letting more snacks into the house all those times I get really specific. So for the most part, it's like be specific, be specific, be specific, then maybe something gets you a little unspecific and then you sort of have to reel yourself back in. But I'm as specific as I can be. And as I said, because I have a weight loss goal this season, I'm practicing planning my meals first. So as I sit down to plan the meals, I literally write down for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day what I'm going to eat. And then I plan everyone else's meals around that, which has been really, really Empowering. So I kind of started the opposite way. Well, actually, I started that way. And then I've sort of migrated into the opposite way just because, you know, I'm cooking for five and I want to make sure everyone's going to eat everything. But, and I want my kids to eat well. But for right now, and they will eat well. They will eat well because I'm not wavering in what I'm doing. And I'm including things in the meals that they would want to eat. But I'm making sure I start with what I want to eat and I'm not playing you know martyr to what you know they think they want. So I also want you guys to remember that meal planning is not about restriction. It gives us a lot more freedom than we know. Knowing what to eat literally saves so much brain space because we think about what we're going to eat. A lot, like throughout the day. (laughs) And then we beat ourselves up when we eat the cake or the kids go bonkers from too much sugar or we forget to bring the treat for our allergic kid to the end of the year class party. So food can be really hard in the present moment, but it is so much easier when we have a plan. So much easier. It just enables us to make real choices to decide in advance what we want. So you got to try that and definitely report back. Okay. The third thing is to create an exercise rhythm for summer. The summer season is just different. The time is different. If you're going to a gym or a yoga studio all winter long, your body might be asking for something else. It might be wanting to be outside. And also the hours are changing from school to camp to vacation. So you get to think about what that means in terms of you moving your body. And it might actually make it easier if you really look at your calendar. But sometimes the change can throw us off so much that we forget to even create a new rhythm. So look at those times. Look at your calendar. Remember that the days are getting lighter and lighter. And like, for example, what I do is... If my kids are in camp, it's generally a little later than usual. And if they're home, then they sleep later. And right now, what happens is we're all going in the morning and I'm having to pack lunches, and then my husband's going to bring them to school, and then he goes off to work. And it, it, He times his work based on bringing them to school, but he could go a little later. So I always ask for the mornings to exercise and I feel so much space in the mornings in summer because there's nowhere that we have to be as quick and early as during the school year. Okay. The last thing or the second to last thing is don't sacrifice what you want to do in the name of vacation. This is really important. So research stores, research markets, research restaurants when you travel. Find places where you can get the food that makes you feel good and fits with your plan and your goals. You can make food in advance for short trips or for plane rides. You can... Make food in advance for a picnic at the beach. You don't have to get something from the snack bar. You can bring bars or buy fruits and veggies. You can pack your blender for smoothies on the road. Really try to take a no excuses approach to what you want. Get healthy. Learn how to make ice cream in your blender. It's so easy. And then know that after... You know, you pass by that ice cream store that you don't really want to go into that you can come home and make the most delicious, vibrant, healthy ice cream ever. That's what I'm doing. Um, So just really take a no excuses approach. And The idea that it's a sacrifice is really driven from limiting beliefs from the past or from magazines or from media. It's not a real thought. The real thought is the way that you decided you want to feel and what that means in terms of what you want to eat. Does that make sense? Okay. So make sure to make food part of your summer plan. I know this may seem redundant, but I really want you to start thinking about how food can actually feed or not feed your dreams. And I will have a worksheet for you in t- that goes with tomorrow's podcast. That's really about the lifestyle part, but it definitely has some food questions in there. It's my favorite worksheet to fill out. And there's one for you. There's one for each child you have that you, if you have little kids, you could do for them. If you have older kids... Sometimes they love it. Sometimes they don't, but mostly they do. Um, And there's one for your family. And it's a really helpful way to think through a lot of the goals we're going to be talking about um, in these four podcasts. But you can really start to think, are there restaurants you've always wanted to try? And can you go to them in the summer? Like does summer hours give you a newfound space to try those restaurants? Are there recipes or techniques you've always wanted to try but have never found the time? Are there grill nights or picnics that you've been, you know, have you always wanted to integrate grill nights and picnics into your life or into your rhythm? How does that work? Do you need tools? Do you need knowledge to make this happen? Do you know how to grill? I just learned how to grill well last year. Now I'm more confident. Before that, I just always gave it gave that over to my husband. Um, I love making a good picnic though. And so really, what do you need to do to make that happen? So again, I will be back tomorrow to talk about the lifestyle part of your flow for this summer. And then early next week on Monday, we'll move into the OM and then the work part. So four in a row, I really, really, really want you to have this amazing plan together for your summer so that come August before the kids go to school and when someone asks you the question, how was your summer? Have you ever had to say that obligatory, oh, great, when you're like, wait, what did I do? Like, what got done? The house still feels a mess. I feel like I've gained five pounds you know, the kids are crazy. I'm so ready for school to start again. You might have a different perspective. So tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow is a little bit different. It is not at all about food and it comes with that planning sheet, which I love. And I will see you there. And don't forget to check out Instagram today if you want to win um, today and over the weekend. It's not going to go away, but today is my birthday. So I'm putting a lot of stuff out there. So there's some really fun prizes to be won. I lo- it's like my virtual goodie bags for my birthday. So make sure to go over to Instagram to plan simple meals and check that out. All right, y'all. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast. Bye for now.